welcome to Film for Thought. I'm your host, Michael Ardizabal. Uh, <laughs> um, welcome, everybody. Uh, uh, today, I'm with uh, Maya, Hello. CJ, Sup? and uh, the lovely hero. The hero. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so this is the second episode of Film for Thought, and today we're discussing... Uh, Subscription-based originals. That or we are. Subscription services in general, yeah. Spend money for monthly plans to watch movies that no one asks for. And that's the reason we're here, to talk about these movies. Honestly, it's becoming the new cable, like shit. It is, is becoming the new cable. It is. It's like $90. Do you guys have Hulu? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I pay for Hulu. Like, don't like I've never used Hulu before, and then I used Hulu last week, and I was like, there's a bunch of ads on Hulu. I did not there's, know that. No, it's Dude, like it's TV. No, there's an ad-free version? Like yeah. It's $4 yeah. more. It's not worth, so it. worth it. Though. There's nothing on so Hulu. So worth it. What if you want to watch TV shows that are coming out now, get Hulu. Because they'll update that shit literally the next day. Oh, they the do update day. it the day So like, that's how I watch South Park, uh, The Good Place, if I want to keep up with that. All uh, like shows. a friend of mine just gave me her Hulu to watch like South Park because I love South Actually, Park. Actually, that's like an interesting distinction though because like Hulu is basically like... TV. Yeah, because you get you it think about it. The and they day. have more shows than anything. Like the movies yeah, on there. They have no sh- movies. No, they have no Their movies. Movie catalog is garbage. It's trash. Really? Y'all. You hear that, Hulu? <laughs> <laughs> and now we got demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, strictly demonetized. No, I do think uh, it's I was here good. trying to service the Oscar community. They were just like, hey, you watch our soap operas. Yeah, man. Who, have you guys seen the Wu Tang Clan show? I have not. Ben I have not. He loves it, so apparently it's good. You know, he's all about music, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen any of like Shout the Hulu originals. I've not seen Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale is great. That's another reason to get it. I know Peggy from Mad Men is in it. She's so. in it and she fucking kills, dude. Who made Tam- Handmaid's Tale? I'm not sure who I'm made not it, sure. but it's um, very different yeah, from directing. what you would expect. It, it's a really Director. good show. <laughs> I think it's extremely well written. The pacing is great and the cinematography is just top notch. The colors, especially. This color podcast has show. been brought to you by Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, Shout out. Much of the anime catalog on Hulu. That's also where Hulu I watch Demon Slayer. Hulu has like old stuff. They have like Fooly Cooly and like really old And we shit just lost all like... our viewers, guys. Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's also where I watch Akira. Really? Akira is on Hulu? Yeah. Oh. I don't know I watched subbed. I watched subbed. Maybe I'm going to get a <laughs> Hulu. I didn't watch it. Okay, yeah. We're on the same page. Subbed is good though. Subbed is the best because it's the it's a it was authentic. okay. I mean, I just think that the dubs is just a lot better. It's more authentic to the source and what the creator wanted. This is for our Japanese viewers. <laughs> CJ de Bacares. Moving on. I'm pretty sure I just got called a very mean name in Japanese. Probably. <laughs> this is for Carmen, who may or may not listen to. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to Carmen next week. She'd be like, "Oh yeah, we don't. I don't listen to the podcast." <laughs> um, I'll be lying if I said I listen to episode. I listened to part of the first episode. Thank you guys. I was like, um, it's lovely. Gonna... "Oh shit, Inuyasha is on the Hulu. I didn't know that. That's interesting." So basically, what I'm taking. So Netflix originals. <laughs> well, I was gonna skip. I was gonna jump the gun and go right. Right into High School Musical, the musical, the show that only you have seen. <laughs> we're talking about High Less, School, the no. High School Musical, or like Disney Plus. So the next Disney episode. Uh, we might as well yeah. just talk about it because we've already begun. It's well, that too late. show exists, so stay tuned for when I talk about the first and second episodes of that because it's that that episode is gonna come out next Sunday. So stay tuned for that show. Yeah, stay tuned for that when we discuss High School Musical, the musical, the musical, the series, the series. The series of the musicals. The series, the series of musicals. <sighs> but yeah, so this on this episode uh, we're basically going to talk about uh subscription based originals, specifically those uh leaning towards in uh, Hulu and Netflix. In regards to Netflix, I want to talk about like the animation that like the anime animated series that they have. All right, let's go for it. For let's example, like the Bojack Horseman. We can talk about that. We can talk about Bojack Horseman. I love Bojack Horseman. I feel like the production value, just can the writing of that of show, is just like astounding. Yeah, I've seen oh, it. I've seen wondering. it. I've seen like twice. 
It's so good. Have you seen it the is. Season? It is really good. I haven't seen the last season, but Fuck you, dude, how have you not seen that? It's been out for so long at this point. Really? How uh, long has it been out for? It's been out for like a good three months, maybe. No, really? two months. It hasn't been out that long. Oh, we it came just... out in October. Nigga, it's November. Yeah. You it's think that's it's two a months? month. It's a month. Yeah. It hasn't been out that long. Either way, it's too long for you to not have seen it. It's Really we're good. busy, man. But I we're think busy. We're so Disney we're Plus busy. came out, rolling out these episodes. <laughs> New movies. We gotta do our work. Not really. But going back to the topic of Bojack. Shout out to Professor Racine. <laughs> we were just talking about the fact that, one, I think that Bojack is one of the shows that covers, like, I don't know, mental health in a very interesting way. It doesn't, I don't know, it just covers it in, like, a nuanced way. I feel like. And authentic. I think. I personally think that's one of the best, like, written series out there right now. What do you like about it the most? I think the story... Um, you know, I think the best episode that summarizes that show clearly is the one from last season. Well, I guess it would be last season. Um, when, uh, spoiler alert, um, Bojack's mother dies, and he's, like... He's, uh, speaking at the funeral, and the entirety of that episode is just him speaking at a funeral. I was really wishing you would say this. my favorite episode. Too. It is. I like, was paying is, attention. That, that, was, that was the wildest thing. That was incredible. There are like no transitions in that episode. It's, None. It's, it's just, just him talking. It's just him talking. There is like very little actual animation in that episode. It's just purely writing. Just, and it's, I'd listen to it. And it's like magnificent craftsmanship. It Let's really talk is. about that. So Freak Show, 26 minute episode. Or I think it's around that time. Yeah, it's like 25, 26 minutes. It's a bit, and it's just Will Arnett. Because even at the beginning when you have your dad coming in, uh, you remember his name? I forgot. No. Bojack's dad. But anyways, Butterscotch. It's just him. Yeah. That's even Will Arnett voicing him, too. So it's just Will Arnett the whole episode. And somehow, he keeps his viewers engaged. I have ADHD, and he kept me engaged the whole episode. How did he Like, I... What did he do? I was and also, he like, t- isn't, like, one of the, like, the main premises for, like, or just, like, filmmaking in general or animation, just, like, keep it fluid, like, show new things, like, That's make sure, say. like, the show, like, show different things and, like, make sure, like, your audience is visually entertained as well as through writing. But this, this show, like, breaks that rule so clearly. And at the same time, it does it so well it, because it's, it's gorgeous. Like, that episode is... Like, one of the best episodes of, like, to be out there, period. But what did it do that made it so good? If anybody else did it, it wouldn't be that good. No, it was interesting because, like, he would, it it was, like, kind of like a real eulogy. Like, he would talk, and then he would tell a joke, and then he would talk, and then he would get deep. But it was the perfect mix of, like, like, guilt and, like, just, like, like, yeah, like, good public speaking and, like, just, like, comedy, like, rolled into one. Yeah. It also he made it feel you made it um like he like said you guys and stuff I think so like he made it feel like he was talking to you so like mm. that's what I I was caught myself just like looking at the screen like uh huh like really <laughs> yeah. for me I think it was the fact that whenever he told the story he would go into such detail like he had that period where he was talking about his mom dancing or whenever he was at um I think Jack in the Box he said they he gave him the free show like. He would, like, take you step by step so you could, like, paint the picture in your head almost. Yeah. It was like the creator was telling you, like, just imagine what's going on. So, like, but, like, it wasn't in a very boring way. Free Churro. But, like, that's what I love about BoJack. Like, you never know what to expect from an episode. You had Free Churro. You guys remember that one episode where he's, like, trying to save a seahorse? And, like, yeah. get back to his family? Oh, I like, that. There was, like, no, no, no dialogue. That was, like, no dialogue for most. That was another one. Yeah. That was one of the best episodes. Yeah, for sure. And then another good episode was, like, Time Arrows Marches Forward, um, where it's just, like... He, it's him telling the story but he's not telling the story it's like he went back to that um i think house. there's like the direction in that show is like astounding like the way the way they the way they transition from comedy into like Serious just like yeah, yeah like just like pure philosophical thought like will arnett has just like the most immaculate voice in order to do that will like arnett to say the range. yeah like he just like has that like range to like get that like comedy area and then at the same time just like just like clearly be able to like i don't know like express him in the way that express himself in the way that just like really resonates with the audience yeah y'all watch like arrested development i do he's in that too michael sarah's in that too just plugging that in there (laughs) plugging michael sarah <laughs> Could that be considered a Netflix original? Because it started off. It's is no, it a Netflix original? I don't original? really count those because like it started off not. Yeah, did not you? Oh, Black Mirror right, doesn't right, count either right. because it did got. Did you guys like uh 
like the Arrested Development new the Netflix like okay I have like, okay, I have, like a problem started, when it comes to like Netflix just taking like, shows oh like Fuller House and stuff and like that yeah well not that I didn't watch that <laughs> did you watch that I no, first but I'm talking more about like like Black Mirror. Like Black Mirror was really good, and then the style like I feel like kind of sort of distinctly changed when it came to Netflix, and then they started rolling out their own seasons. Like I feel like it's not as good anymore. Do you feel like they made it more mainstream? No, I just feel like it it's just not as good. They're like when you oh you the think first two seasons of Black Mirror, and the one with John Hamm is so good. Also, the Christmas special. The yes, <laughs> the episode that sticks out to me. Hold on, I'm actually on the Netflix page right now. The episode that sticks out to me is the one where they're, I think it's called, um, the one where they're following this girl around and she's kind of just like running from them. Um, Are we talking about Black Mirror, right? I love right? this background yeah. music. Alright, I was like lost it for White, a second. <laughs> the episode White Bear, um. Oh yeah, White Bear is really good. They used like, to just do like really like jarring like shit. That I think just... it's because they they started out like with like very jarring and then yeah, they moved more into like psychologically art altering stuff. It progressively got less and less like impactful. Like I think. I think it's because like you lose that shock factor. Like if you like the first episode of Black Mirror is literally like the Prime Minister fucking a pig on television. Yeah, I mean like it's that not really, is like, a lot. It's and like how do you move up from there? It's you know the what I mean? Shock of it, but like I feel like there were uh, okay. This is the difference like i feel like they were always able to like really be like like after the episode or like when the twist came you would always just be like holy shit like i thought this was bad and i like knew it was going somewhere but like this is crazy like white christmas was like so many just like twists and then like the end like spoiler alert, when like he was like banned from everybody and like that with the fact that like he was in the egg thing the whole time and like I don't know, and then like you got, and then like it got to Netflix, and then like seasons four, five, whatever. But yeah, I they know. They were just less like. No, it's less impactful. It's just, it just like. It just wasn't written yeah, as well. I I know what you mean, like, like like the memes that were like, oh, the yeah. the like the first seasons were like really like, like psychologically shocking, and then it's like the new the newest season, it's like oh yeah, these like, guys, I feel like the two guys like fucking was, Street Fighter. The, the technology was just like woven in so well to make it like. I can see this, like, being a thing, and then also it's, like, really fucking creepy. And then, like, it just went from that to, like, something that just wasn't really realistic. Like, the Miley Cyrus shit, I felt like, just, like, wasn't realistic. I don't know if you watched the new season. I haven't seen it. But I liked the first episode of, like, the one with the video games, like, with Anthony Mackie. That was, like... I feel like that wasn't really creative. It was, was, like... uh, yeah, exactly. It was like you know, it's that all right. That was the best episode. Cause but like, compare. That's the, honestly that was the only episode I watched. Yeah, that from was that the season. best. That was the only episode worth watching. Of really? The well, I guess I saved myself time. Yeah. yeah. Which like, oh, um, I just think that like, when when it comes to Black Mirror, like season one was about setting the stage for them. Like they yeah. were coming in and they were saying like, this is what we're about. Like, um, the entire history of you. 15 million merits like those are all episodes about you know obviously the national anthem but that episode like catches you immediately off guard and then the next two episodes throw you into kind of this like tech concept of like yeah these are the weaknesses that humanity has to technology and this is how it can be used to like exploit the human experience and season two kind of gets into like okay now that we've now that we know that like technology is so capable of having such an effect on the human like emotion and like the way that we travel through being alive they start to like twist that yeah experience. that is true with white bear and everything with white bear with the one be right back where she like resurrects her husband. yeah you start to break the rules of like what you should should yeah, not do of what like people are okay with feeling yeah and then when they get to season three, I think they really hit their stride because they they doubled down. On yeah, like season three is like three my was, favorite. Three was what nosedive and like San Junipero and all those. Yeah, I like yes. that season. Yeah, yes. that season was like masterfully done. I love nosedive. Shut up and dance. Shut up and dance. His nosedive with the one with the lady from Instagram. Yes. Yeah, then, that was really good. You know, it was written by Rashida Jones. Not surprised. Season I just didn't know she was writing. Or knocks it out of the park for me in some capacity because I think Hang the DJ is the best episode. Like, I think... Which one's Hang the Hang DJ? Hang the DJ was, um... It's the one that's the dating app. That was good. 
That one, I think, is the one that... That gave, like, Mad Giver vibes, though. Yeah. Yeah. Just in the way it was, like, visually. Like, yeah. I felt like they kind of did a little too much. Yeah. But... But do you think Netflix is, like, milking it too much? No, I, that's the thing. I think, like, season five is them... Like, I, I do b- firmly believe they're doing, like, m- a lot more innovation, especially with, like, the ones that, like, hit it out of the park, actually. like, Bandersnatch. I think they're just you think they Bandersnatch hit out the park? did not I think hit anything out of the park. Like, Bandersnatch was trash. Bandersnatch was You awful. didn't like Bandersnatch? No, you could... I, I don't think... It didn't make the experience final. It didn't. It didn't even make it feel like... It, it didn't really even feel like... Inter- it didn't feel it, I know that it was like interactive episode but it didn't really feel that I just kind of was like I kind of just want to watch it and see what happens like I don't really care if, I like, feel like it was really ambitious yeah if I make the choices I, just, I don't really I care like, like cinema that's really ambitious and like yeah. the stuff they do like uh the video game Until Dawn like it's sort of that way I don't know if you guys played that video game Until Dawn Until Dawn, Until yes, Dawn. that's the part of it yeah the interactive horror yeah, one like it's it's really hard to come up with like all this like butterfly effect um like style of like storytelling that's why i thought it was like it's it was really cool for them to do it and i, I do believe like the cinematography that shows I do like, like shows or that the banner sandwich was really good i do like shows that take like weird approaches to like cinema like I, or like just stories and like dark is really weird because i didn't know what was happening until, oh dark like, is great season i really literally didn't know what was really happening until like episode five where i, yeah. I was like oh okay then i was like this is just everything like, just sort of clicks after yeah. a while but like you really have to stick but through I feel like it that was a good example of like you immersion. at the beginning you really yeah you really get immersed into that like little yeah. town in germany and, like all the little alternate universes like i feel like they did a good job you know, like, Banner Snatch would be like, okay, like, if you don't, if you do this, then, like, this might happen. And, like, I didn't really, it didn't really, like, yeah. come full circle all the time. But, like, with Dark, like, even though you have all these separate, like, dimensions and separate lives and separate, like, what ifs and this is what happened type things and it's all connected. Like, it gave me a headache, but I was still able to, like, kind of lay it out and, like, When it comes to, it. like, Netflix originals and, like, especially because Netflix has started to invest a lot in, like, international shows like Dark, like... From yeah, there's somebody playing and like drums in the background. (laughs) Um, (laughs) like from all the shows that they've been invested, like uh, Money Heist and uh, Elite or like House of Flowers and all those. Yeah. Like Dark, I think is the one that really like. Dark is really good. Just like like it's like it's great. Yeah, I like that. But it is a Netflix original, right? No, it is. No, I like that. Like um, Netflix like lets all these like you know it start like lets um people kind of come in and like pitch their shit and like you know make it an original whatever because like you get i feel like you get really like weird shows that are like unconventional that like traditional studios i don't feel like like, yeah exactly like yeah it's like really interesting stuff like uh like the show sex education yeah i feel like that show is really underrated yeah yeah Yeah, and it's it's really realistic when it comes to like the teenage life and experience but don't you feel like because Netflix and the set design is so great, much freedom that so the way I see HBO is that like nine times out of ten you pick any show on HBO you're gonna enjoy it because they have this level of like like uh like like a standard that every show has to live up to in order for you to be on that platform. I feel like Netflix puts anything up. So you oh yeah, they like, they definitely like just like hit darts. I in think a dart the, board. the market is different though because HBO like you go to it you expect quality top notch cinematography top notch. And everything. Netflix is like a mixed bag. You don't Netflix you don't know what like, you're gonna you know, get. I'm gonna go to this, but like I'm gonna go. To, I mean, there's I go to this for stuff that I know is good, but I also like I like to explore on Netflix. Like I watch really weird shows that just come through my recommended sometimes, and like sometimes they're really good, and like I've never seen it, never heard of the people, the cast, like just dropped off the face of the earth after it was made, but like it's cool because like you like it's like kind of like going through like records or something. It's like oh shit, like this is interesting. Like I don't know, like I think that's like kind of cool how they just have everything on there. So it's really cool when like you find something that's like oh like this is good. Like I feel you. Yeah, even there's originals that I never heard. Of. Like I came across this like sitcom in like Ireland. And it's, like, set in, like, the 80s, What's it called? Dairy Girls. And it's about these girls I've heard about it. in the town of Derry. And it's, like, the funniest fucking show ever. Like, it's so fucking funny. And I, like, never heard of it. 
and like no one watches it but like i'm i'm just i'm just glad like uh like netflix or like creators reach out to netflix as, as a, like a good platform I like, like the freedom there like uh, like the comedian bill burr has a show called efforts for family yeah and it's Fucking just bill burr man dude like like everybody likes bill burr but i personally do and that like that show efforts for family i feel like realistically depicts uh, like a uh, like a mid mm, like uh like a normal family in the seventies yeah. in the states. Yeah, I like Ooh. that. It's not related, but Mad Men does that as well. Yes. <laughs> it does it very well. Okay, so you're saying that although Netflix kind of takes a shotgun method where it's all like, let's just put as much out as we can and hope something sticks. You feel like although you have to sift through some shit to get to like the really good shows, you're willing to do it because like. Yeah. Because some of them are really that good. Shit is and they're dope. worth it. Like if like. If, like, I have to get through, like, five shows in order to get to, like, one, like, Bojack the Horseman, yeah. and they get, to, like, that episode of, uh, what is it called? Churro, what? Uh, free Churro. Free Churro. Free Churro. Like, you, I, I personally think that's worth it. It's worth because, it. like, that's, like, incredible artistry. Yeah, no, they have lots of good, like, stuff. I, Aubrey, I watched this Aubrey Plaza movie. It's set in, like, the medieval fucking times oh, or whatever. Oh, uh, uh, like, uh, happy s- small happy way <laughs> stand by while we look for the fucking title uh it's like little it's like little hours little hours little hours little, little hours. hours is so funny and wait is so that a good. netflix movie yeah i mean it's not a netflix original but it's on netflix and it's just something i just stumbled it is on. with aubrey plaza yeah, yeah. it so is funny. no it is it so is really funny, funny. It's so good <laughs> i thought it would be not funny i thought it'd be weird i like click i like watched it at like 4 a.m and like it's, i started it thinking really like funny. i'll just I fall it. asleep too and i was like yo like this is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it's just huh. like it's just it's a movie about like three nuns just like yeah doing stupid shit yeah <laughs> like stuff that they shouldn't do they like get like they're uh, like fucking and like they're yeah they're just like yeah, doing drugs and, and like just so fucking like is. abusing of like yeah. people you just netflix just has everything <laughs> that would never you, get a theatrical you, you, release no it would oh it no got, yeah, i don't think it, it did it got like a small theatrical release yeah it was because it has some like big names that's actually like audrey plaza yeah it, it's cool you find big names like people in like stuff you've never heard of and like i usually oh like, dave Frankel's also in it he is in it okay you're like oh like i've never heard of this so like i don't want to watch it but like if you're on netflix you're like oh, i'll see like what's up and then if it's good it's like oh all right i'm watching it like i feel like that's like really dope about netflix as opposed to hbo yeah i feel you just more like curated i feel like but i still appreciate hbo like i will shit. always use HBO Hello, first, but like, i do see the value of netflix after you guys are talking about it because it gives like I don't know. I guess like more like indie projects. We're probably not making on HBO. Yeah, there's like really good, like Francis Hall. The only thing I don't like about Netflix, like I I, I understand your problem, CJ, with Netflix, like because they like make yeah, so I get much it stuff. Too. You get like it's shit. Like, I don't feel like it's, looking for. Food. I feel like they just like, like Riverdale, for example. They were a CW show, and now they're they're like considered a Netflix original because Netflix is the one who like sponsors it. Yeah. And like I don't know if you guys seen Riverdale. No, I heard I it was bad. It. Um. It was it got real bad. Like it went downhill real quick. It also like changed the entire tone and like. It was. Wasn't it's it so about off. Archie? Like, yeah, yeah, it's about the Archie comics. Yeah. It, like if you if you it has nothing to do with the Archie comics at all. Oh really? Like at all. Oh, at I all. thought I used to love watching Archie like Saturday mornings. But um. Like if you cha- if you see the first like three to four seasons, you'll just be like, "What?" Is yeah, happening? no, I hate when Netflix will acquire a show in the middle and the tone kind of changes. I like yeah, the low-key... tone changes a lot. No, it changes a lot. It happened in like Black Mirror. I feel like Arrested Development did a yes. Like, they, Arrested Development they... got weak, bro. It no, it did get weak, but I feel like they maintained the same like tone. Sort yeah, of. bullshit, dude. I don't. I, okay, maybe it's maintain the same tone, but I, I don't know. I just feel like no, it did get weak. Storytelling went off, man. No, Even the did. remixed version was not that great. No, remixed. Yeah. Wait, what, what do you mean? About? What yeah. do you mean remix? So there was like I think it's season four. You can't remix this. And episode, the way it was shot is that it instead of Arrested Development following a family, it followed each person for a certain period of time. So you'd have like a, like a maybe an episode for Joe, an episode for Michael, um, George Michael. But what they did is that nobody liked it. So then the creator had to go back and he edited it to where it's more like it follows the whole family. But it uses the same footage, so it's not as like coherent. It doesn't really flow together as well. You have to watch it to know what I'm talking about. That's it just so changes. unfortunate. It, it's not the same. 
Oh, kind that of sounds kind of. Yeah, I don't like when things switch hands in the middle. It's like, yo, Loki. Okay, well, I, this is a Netflix original now. I think. I think they just sponsor it. Great British Bake Off. Um, Mary Berry left, and now it's Prue, and I'm like very upset. And they also changed who the presenters were, and the show doesn't feel the same. That's just my thing. That's the rule of thumb there. Too. Yeah. If you can go to Netflix at the beginning. I don't like when things change hands in the middle just because like you're used to a certain stride and it's like, oh, wait. But like, I feel like when you get shows like that strictly like start in Netflix. They're good. Yeah. No, I mean, no they're not inherently they, good. Well, no, sometimes. Well, they, can, they <laughs> tend to be better. <laughs> yeah, let's not get like. Stranger Things got bad. Like, yeah, no, stra- it did not. Stranger yes, Things. Did. What was the new Stranger season? Things has good cinematography and like storytelling. Did you guys not like the new season? The new season? No, the new season. Bro, I'm like, can we let it go? Like, oh, yeah. Can we let the it writing, go? I just want to talk about I like the new season. Am no, like, no, like it's it? shot beautifully. The color grading is amazing. No, it's but like, it's the color grading. <laughs> no, it is. They don't. I'm like, how many times? It looks pretty. Can we it move really on does from the look pretty. Can we move on from it? Well, like, how many times? Uh, it's it's just the thing. It's a mind flare, but I I like the new season. <laughs> I just think it's like written poorly. Stand by for hero. He's fucking dying. But so I like basically they made the Duffer Brothers wrote this show. And they were like, all right, do, 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 do. go to Netflix. We'll see if they like it. Mm-hmm. They get approved by Netflix. They cast a shitload of these little, like, 12-year-old kids who no one on the face of the earth has any idea who they are. And then they make one season of this show, and Netflix hands them $25 million. Yeah, that was a good season. These kids have the first season was great. Yeah. First and season for was having good. a main cast of child actors, of like, that is impressive direction. Really? These kids have 14, 15, 16, 18, 21 million followers on Netflix. Yeah. These kids are multi million. Yo, Finn Wolfhard is set for life. Set yeah. for life. So is yeah. Billy. Mm, Billy Bob Brown, is that her name? He was great in it. So oh yeah, for my sure. Point being is that they literally can't stop making these shows. No, they can't. It ends after season five, I'm, I think. Yeah, but when the Duffer Brothers go back to the drawing board and Netflix says, "Let me give you twenty-five million dollars to make five seasons of a show," then they can't say no. Yeah. They write it, and but they're writing it in a, such a niche like. <laughs> how far? Can how far can you go, go with, with where the it is? Eighties secret government like. Like up underside, like supernatural. Like, you think you're they're like r- clearly running out of ideas. No, they no, are. They're they not are running out of ideas. They're they're doing the thing that most shows do, where they run out of the way to get there. They know where they're coming from and they know where they want to go, but they're saying, "How do I create the filler that's worth the money?" To oh, okay, I get that. Five <laughs> that's, so we oh. that's exactly what happened to Game of Thrones. <laughs> so that's exactly sad. what happened to every show. That is good. Like, either you know exactly where you're going to go, or you don't know exactly where you're going to go, and either way, your middle chase is weird. Same thing happened to Shameless. Same thing happened to... Oh my god, yeah, you're right. Do you not like Shameless? Same thing happened to... I love Shameless. No, I love Shameless. Shameless got weird in the middle, though. It got kind of, like, weak. When Debbie's like, oh, I have, like, a child now. Yeah. Like, Fiona's like, oh, I have, like, a fourth potential hubby, but this one, like... Is mm. also addicted to heroin and like mm-hmm. gonna throw mine. I feel like it's tired because you keep doing the same thing in like, just different ways and it's not as interesting. I feel like with Stranger Things, like just can we leave Dairy and can we like focus on something entirely different? Like instead of like the Demogorgon. I think what, what, I feel like what also wasn't about the Demogorgon, it was about this huge fucking mind player that could take over people's bodies. That's a new antagonist. You don't think so? It's very no, it's the yeah, information to connect you. He's Season three didn't give us anything. No, it was just a waste of ten episodes. It really was. I There's didn't. No extra information. I mean, it set up the whole new season that's about to take a drastic turn. But that's the thing. It's just it's goes... filler. It's like yeah, a filler. Exactly. It just, it's a season of filler. Like it just goes ahead. Like it's shot pretty and it looks nice, but at the same time, it just goes ahead to like, just like lay out the next season. Yeah. And, and go, like they don't go back and, and and go over the fact that like. L has other siblings, quote unquote. Yeah. Also, like they don't touch on anything that they set up. That's gonna happen in season four, four probably. Yeah. Season two. I think so. No, season two was so good. Season two had me hyped for season three. Season two Are you fucking kidding me? Season it goes season one, then season three, then season two. Yeah, Why season don't you like season two? You don't like season, season two. two? No, season two made perfect sense following the events of season one because all of season one was about getting Will back, and then season two you have Will is back, but Will is different. Yeah. 
And that that was really good. That made logical sense to me. The part where they have to like pull the mind flare out of him, and then they have to like pull the whole through, like, like Steve becoming like a friend and like that yeah. situation. That was good. Shout out Steve Harrington. Steve Harrington. Shout out Steve Harrington and his hair. He kind of he cut his hair. He cut his hair and he looks fucking All stupid. I don't know, I don't know about that. that but, you know. <laughs> I do not know what that means. Uh, hey, I do we, not stand we, by we that statement. Steve. We love Steve. Um, Steve, come to our show. If, what if we started getting celebrity guests? That would be so great. I would love to talk to them about nothing. I don't know. I just I feel like season three is better than season. You're two. really wild right now. Because I will say with Ari, like I believe season, season one was better than season two. No, it is. Like, well, actually, I like this. Okay, I my whole thing is continuity. So like, if you're gonna do like sequels or like seasons two, no, three, like four, season two was a like a like a, a good way. Like season one, I feel like it like it was wrapped correctly. Yeah, like it has one, like shit. The only problem I had with season one was like the first couple of episodes. Like, I don't know if they had, like never really acted together before. But it was just like awkward sometimes. Like the lines, the way everything was delivered, like the acting was just like bothering me. But like it was good. And, but it it was slow to like happen because like you know, the the like Christmas tree light shit didn't happen until like maybe season four. I mean episode three, four, five. Yeah, once like, you can start talking to Will. It was just like a really out. slow thing. So I was like, when is this like gonna be a thing? Yeah, I would say the pacing was a little off. But it was I good. Like no, it was good. Though. Season three. For season one. Oh no! Like, yeah, I I agree with Hero. Like for season one, they didn't like. At, like I feel like creating anxiety and creating like suspense are two different things, and I was feeling like actually anxious. I had anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> I have so much anxiety. I think that they, the one thing that they are doing right in season three is character development. Like getting these characters to a point where they're all independent of each other. Yeah. As characters, they all have their own set of goals, their own set of like boundaries and whatever in the group they all have like their next steps kind of laid out but you can see that through the acting too like what maya said like they're just clearly more comfortable with themselves yeah and they they work better and plus these kids at at this point they've grown up together like they're like 15 now yeah they've like like had a couple years of like 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 camaraderie camaraderie with each other it's really cute actually like yeah so it's 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 nice to see the development of these kids and how like they've grown and everything and how like they grow together and like some like the characters sometimes grow apart. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I don't know the the originality of sometimes you get in these like Netflix shows like season one like really hit it out of the park. Yeah. And season two, it's like all right, man. Like it's like you, like we got twenty five million dollars. Let's fucking do it again. Yeah. No, that's what happened with the end of the fucking world. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen the new season. I didn't see I a new season. Oh man, it's. Don't even really uh, end of the fucking world that season bad? one was really good Woo-hoo. i watched oh, that no, in a, i, I watched that, that in a show. night i was like it's what so is this and then i saw the black mirror that he was in right after and i was like this oh is yeah that, yeah. that, that episode one. uh what's that actor called, called um, will i think no it's maybe it's not that's not his name he looks like a will though. season one of the end of the fucking world is like masterpiece masterpiece, masterpiece. it was good yeah that was well done just Making so weird. About, His like, name is Alex Lothar. Okay, yeah. That dude, props to that, to Alex Lothar. Like, that, he did such a good job in Black Mirror. He did. He did a really such good, a good job. Such a good job. And did in like the end episode? of the fucking word. I love, that's my, favorite, that my episode. favorite episode. Right? Yeah, that's my favorite I love episode. I the ending the of that one. is just so there it's... in that episode. No, it's there all throughout because he was looking at the kid the in kid the very the first Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, when he's in that diner thing. You don't quite no, because I, I don't think like a pedophile. I'm not like, oh, you're looking yeah. at that kid. I know why you're, you're like, doing oh, he's that. A cute little kid. Here's your toy. And I think that's what Racing was saying in class. And that's the ability to leave breadcrumbs that lead to a conclusion, but your audience couldn't have guessed the conclusion. But yeah. You go back CG and just reference uh, our lovely intro digital filmmaking professor Robert Racine. Shout, Shout out, out Robert Racine. Shout, Shout out, out to Robert Racine. But yeah, I think that's and I think that's what makes that episode so great is the ability to go back and watch it and be like, all of the signs were there. Yeah. But I didn't get it until you it's get the conclusion. It's so cool. That gives it replayability. Too. It really but, does. And also, like, the that, like, macabre way that it was, like, it was made for you to empathize with something, like, so inherently evil as a pedophile. Like, 
that's yeah. true. Yeah. Oh god, I was like, oh my like, god. Yeah, like when you see that, and then you like see him like collapsing when he was like confronted by it. You're like, you do not know how to feel in that moment yeah. because it's like this is so clearly wrong, like morally, but like this character, like he seems so genuine. Right. No, it was crazy because they never they showed you that like everyone else that was dealing with it was like that had done something like kind of bad. Right. And so I was like, well, he has to have done something. It just depends on like what it is. I thought he like killed someone. Really? I just thought it was because he got caught masturbating. He was just like, oh, I don't want to be on the Internet. Yeah, I, I also thought that it was I, like I, I yeah. because thought, he was like, masturbating. Believe, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that true? I, yeah. I haven't seen it. So no, I thought I, he had killed know. someone just. Why? Oh, did he have to kill someone though? Right. Like, didn't he kill someone? Yeah, at the end he did. Yeah, they made him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was just like, I was like, damn, like this kid. And I was like, oh my god. Great episode. <laughs> I got a few questions regarding the opening episode, and I'd like for you to explain. Okay. Uh, uh, I also have some. So, I'm gonna eat this popcorn on air. No, no, you go. I right. think ours is gonna get Can into like a really big discussion. Okay, good, good, good. So, the first one that I'm wondering how many days of scene is, um, is there any scene you love that from? Yeah, yes, I, I've, I've seen, seen some of it. Michael? I've seen 90% of it. I saw the refrigerator episode. All of it. it got like a lot of feedback for being like really sexist. And, like, I don't know if I like really? it. I didn't think I liked it. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was exploring a lot of different topics. What's your favorite episode? I was actually going to look right now. Um, Love, Death, and Robots is a great expression of, I think, of like creativity. Yeah. And, and, like, like when it comes to, like, Netflix originals, like, they really, like, I don't know, they just, they, they, they really, like, express what the can be done in, like, a, what, like, a 30-minute episode. No, that's the thing, like, they're all under, um, they're all under 15. Oh, wait, yeah. 15, sorry, and not 30. My uh, favorite one is, like, the Three Robots one. My favorite, the Three Robots one is great. I think I, that, that, the, it's a, such a cute episode, too. The personality of the Red Robot and the way it balances is really nice. And I feel like um, the acting is also, but like, superb. But my favorite would have to be, um, the, like, later ones are really interesting, um, but the, my favorite one is, um, uh, We sort of talked about... I just like props honestly props to Tim Miller, like the, the director of this because I feel like it, it just takes like an extraordinary amount of effort to like do an anthropology series like this. And like really Did they not change directors every episode? No, it was just oh, I most the anthropology the different animating. He's the pro That's he's like he's like the creator, like the program creator. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I didn't know But like props to him and like yeah, we sort of talked about him last episode when we were discussing like Deadpool and stuff, but like not really, really didn't go into depth. But like this, like Love, Death, and Robots, I think it's a good expression into like what can be done like masterfully if like you're just like given that creative avenue and like How the did outlet. It get review wise, did people like it? Did it get good reception? Um, let's see. I got eight point six out of ten in IMDb. I got oh, a seventy nine in uh, Rotten Tomatoes. There we go. That's what I used to go through. Like, okay. that's pretty good. The episode I want to talk about is. Good hunting because I think that, that was it's the lo- it ties for the longest the three of them, and I think that interestingly enough the longest ones are the best ones, um, which are Sony's Edge, Geeks, and Good Hunting, and they all follow like a storyline that we've seen before, like uh, like Sony's Edge is gladiatorial <coughs> combat for survival. Is that the first one? Yeah. Okay, I see that one. But it's got, like, this twist at the end that I didn't, I didn't expect it. And, like, yeah. it's really well animated. It, like, tonally throws you into this world that you already feel like you're a part of in the first, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, and I originally watched the first episode not knowing it was, like, anthropology. Yeah, yeah neither did I. Like, I so I, will, like, watch the first episode, and then I will started watching... Uh, three robots, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I and am I watching? It was like, "Where are all these characters?" It's like a different tone and everything. I but I, at the same time, again. I liked it because, like, the three robot episode, I feel like, and also like the way like the episodes are like uh categorized, like the way that they're like listed off, like, l- well, like what you were saying, hero, like the first episode really sets a tone for what this series is. When the yogurt took over. Yeah, that was the episode <laughs> that kind of broke the for me um but also established what exactly you were doing with in my mind 
Because it's it's kind of like a lighter tone flashier, but it's, it only takes five minutes. It was so interesting. The yogurt because, episode's like, great. It was so interesting because I when I read like the what is this like the synopsis the synopsis I was like oh like this is all stuff that I would definitely watch. But I watched Ice Age first, and I was like, I don't like this, and <laughs> didn't watch it. <laughs> I need to watch it then. It's good. It's um, definitely worth checking out. Um, my favorite one is Good Hunter because it's about like Japanese, like lo- like not lore, but like Japanese like myth kind of details. Like, oh, I, see I definitely didn't watch that one, I so I don't, the, I don't know about that the one. The lady and the the man with the sword. Can I ask y'all a question, though? Like, have you ever noticed, like, the Netflix curse is, like, you get three seasons and you're canceled? Does, do you guys see that as a red flag as to why you may not want to submit to Netflix? Not really, no. You guys don't think that that's an issue? None of your shows have ever gotten canceled like, previously? Uh, I don't think anything's ever I feel Professor Racine put it in a really, like, clear light. Uh, again, shout out to Robert Racine. Shout out to Robert, Robert. Racine. We need a um, sound effect for whenever we mention. Yeah, it. right. Probably when we brought up a well, lot. Well, we'll we'll get a sound effect for for Professor Racine. Um, uh, I was discussing uh like releasing on Netflix and stuff like that, and he was like, he said, the last place you ever will go is Netflix. He did say that because of the like the the way their business strategy is like placed. Like, if you already have like a standing in the industry and stuff like that. And you're like, like for example, like Bill Burr and like a Fisher family, like he already has a huge following. Mm-hmm. So like, he probably got approached by Netflix to make a show. Mm-hmm. Like if you already have that standing, Netflix will approach you. It's very different if you approach them, and there's like probably a lot of people doing the exact same thing without uh, like having much on the resume or just like a bunch, a lot on their plate. Yeah. So it's really different, but like. I know we've been talking a lot about, uh, like, TV shows in general because, like, Netflix is really pandering towards, like, TV shows. But when it comes to uh, Netflix originals, uh, I kind of want to discuss – it's kind of a bad topic to discuss uh, – the anime adaptation in real life that Netflix been doing. Okay, we can fucking talk about that <laughs> because what the – I don't f- bother watching them. I just know that they're so bad. Um, like, why don't we waste, waste my time? I watched per- Like, I specifically, watch I want to talk about Death Note. Okay, I specifically want to talk about – Did somebody watch the Death Note? Uh, Let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk about it. Let's fucking talk about it. Okay, I want to talk about, first of all, I hate anime um, live actions most of the time because – it's very difficult to do. It's very difficult to do because anime is so over the top and extra and fantastical that I just, I don't even want to see this shit in 3D. Like, I just want to see it as it is as an anime. Like, I'm not trying to see you do all this, like, shit. Like, they made Bleach alive. I'm not trying to see that in, like, real life. Like, it's just not interesting to see it. Michael's leaving. Okay, I agree. I was thinking about that. Like, and you're right. I think so. There are certain things that only work in an anime. So I was thinking about the scene from Death Note where he's like, I recently rewatched it. He was like writing, um, in his Death Note for the first time. He's like writing and he like throws the pen off the page and it's like as he's doing, you see this flare off the pen, making giving this dramatic effect. I don't think you could really capture that with a camera. It wouldn't look. You can't do that with the camera, and it looks. It looks. It wouldn't work. That, no, know? because it looks corny as hell. Because anime is, sh- is shot like kind of like how like they have shots. Like you have like your wides mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But like the stuff that's achieved in anime, like you can't do it in real life because it's just so extra and it's like a cartoon. Right. And making it real life that doesn't make any sense. Death Note is different though. In two thousand six, they had like a live note, live action Death Note. And what they did was really smart. They took all the, like, extra-ass fantastical shit out, and they just made it kind of like a drama. And there was still the Death Note, and then they still um, CGI'd Ryuk and uh, the other one. Mm-hmm. But they looked really good, first of all, and those were the only two, like, CG characters. And then everything else just played out, like, life. And Death Note is easy to do, because for the most part, it's set in Tokyo. It's, like, right. real life, you know? But, like, shit, like, Bleach, where you have to go to, like, this other dimension, like, unless you have, like, Avengers-type money, like, there's no Which point in even trying to right. attempt that, because you have all this shitty-ass CGI and shitty-looking VFX. Right. And it just takes me... It's not the same, like, 
wow factor when it's like animated, you know? Like there's I agree. <gasps> like um you watch Attack on Titan, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that scene where you first Whoa. see I love yes, there's that first time like you see Levi fight, he's about to save Mikasa from Annie. And he's twirling so fast you don't see his body anymore. He's yes. just like a flurry of blood. Oh yes. And I get so hyped. I'm like, that is amazing. Hype. And then he looks almost like when Kibi uses Fang over Fang in Naruto. Hype, yeah. You, you don't see him anymore. You, don't you see just it. see his movement. Yeah. That would never work. It would never work in real life. Because <laughs> you, you There's a reason that? why yeah. anime is anime and why movies are movies. Like, you can do cool shit in movies, but it's, like, within the realm of, like, what you can envision a human being doing. Yeah. And anime is, like, not that. Like, it's all, like, Levi is not a human. Like I disagree. Yeah. I feel like you can... Like, it's, it's really difficult to change from medium, especially when it's something really different from, like, animated movies. But I think you can accomplish it if you just, like, envision, like, the proper soul of the story. That's what she was talking about. We were saying now. that, like, have you seen Bleach? The show? Yeah. Or the adaptation? The anime. Yeah. Okay, so we were saying something like Bleach, right? Like, really, like, need really good set design really good costumes need really good vfx it costs like you essentially would need like, a, like avengers um, style multi, money yeah, to make it project. look the way like to do it justice right and a lot of times like they make these live actions and there's just like the worst vfx the worst acting the worst wigs the worst the outfits wigs. the worst the wigs just, the <laughs> worst it just wigs. doesn't do it justice so i'm like don't even make the shit but like in 2005 death note did a live action they did two live actions and it was really good because Death Note is like it takes place in Tokyo. It's like pretty realistic except for like the um like was the, the Shinigami? The Shinigami. Um it was uh Fujiwara Tatsuya and it was Ken Matsumo. I can't believe Willem Dafoe did uh <laughs> Willem Dafoe did Ryuk, but I feel like no, that adaptation was bad because it was nothing like Death Note. No, it was nothing like. It was Death not Note. even Death Note. You like, need to watch the 2005 live action. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like go ahead and watch that. But like, that like strictly talking one. about like Netflix adaptation to anime, like bad. I haven't, I haven't seen like bad. the Full Metal Alchemist one. But like right bad. after I saw the Death Note one, I was enough like a five hour call talking about this movie. Like it was like. It was like so bad. Like it was like so bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was and like incredibly. Di it like I don't even know how they got the like rights to in, in order to do that. No, like who it, signed off L on that? L wasn't even like L wasn't even. He wasn't L. L. Like the the characters weren't even the actual emotions. characters. Like the only <laughs> the the only the only similarities between the characters in the original anime or manga and like the movie are the names. Yeah. No, like, that's, that's really it. I'm really really. Really nervous about this. This is not Netflix. I'm really nervous about this Akira, Akira live action but by Taika. Taika Waititi on it. He's he's. I'm dope. nervous about it because you, no, I'm I'm seen, always nervous about it. I'm, yeah, I'm nervous. Akira is my favorite movie like, of all time. My favorite movie of I'm all just time. Thinking, so what he did with Thor Ragnarok, and we have Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I'm not too too it. worried yeah, like, about it because they have the budget, and if you have the budget, like they got like, the talent. they got the names and the, they got the, the budget. The and the but budget like, is there, but either way, I'm still nervous. How are we gonna get that to work? This never works out, you know. Like I need you to do it right it's never you know the only thing cj's right though it's it's never been this big yeah that is this true is big. it's, it's this is been. really it's like, big it's like if they took spirit away and we're like all right we're gonna make it but like action. everybody like... but like the thing is the the thing is the amount of the amount like the extraordinary amount of pressure they must be under like yeah no everybody's like go japan to is movie. watching <laughs> like japan is watching japan is like like, they, like akira created like the neo tokyo like premise and like like genre and stuff like that like it was the first multi-million dollar animation project out of japan right like it, so it's good, incredibly man. like Shout just like hold up to that like standard like jordan peele and like a lot of different like directors and writers are like are like what's your go-to movie it's like it's akira something okay. like that what i wonder is are they gonna what's their source material gonna be the movie or the manga the manga, the manga is so no it's longer. probably it's probably the manga no it should be the I'm manga it probably it shouldn't if be the movie if you adapt something you should always go, go to the from source the book, well the source not the movie the movie cut the out only, is Leonardo DiCaprio acting in it or is he just working on it I also disagree slightly be, well also because the that? last the seventh book of the manga and the movie Akira was written or was done at the same time oh, really? so yeah 
I still feel like you should, like, if you're gonna make it, you've like, like, never seen it, you should read the book first. No, you should absolutely read the book because, like, the movie makes no sense if you go in and watch for the first time. Yeah. Akira? Yeah. I watched and I got it. It makes sense to me. I mean, it makes but sense, like, but you don't no, get the no, full it's, not, it's not that you don't get it. It's not that you book. don't get it. It's like you don't get the entirety of it. I don't. I wonder. I have so many questions. Exactly. Yeah. And now it made me want to go read the manga because I'm yes. all like so open-ended. I need right. answers. Exactly. And it's like a, a lot of it resides in like the political elements and all the stuff like that. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. And the drugs. The drugs. There the are drugs no are drugs. really important. What drugs are they? No, no, in the movie they're not a lot of drugs. Yeah, I was about to say But like in in the in in the in the manga they're really important. Okay. The I'll see it. Yeah. That sort show of. was fucking that movie was brutal as fuck. Oh, like, I was watching, That movie is incredible. He's going down on a motorcycle and he has like this pipe in his hand and he hits the dude on the head with a helmet and it like rolls off and like is bloody. I'm like, did he just decapitate this man? I mean, no, he was alive. But, but I was like, whoa. Trying to ra- 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 reel it back in. Yeah. Um, oh yes, we're on the way. Really? Yeah, we <laughs> we got a little bit off track. Um, Death Note sucks. If you're gonna watch uh, something on Netflix, do not watch. Watch Castlevania. Not, Let's talk about what oh. animes they do right. Let's go. Castlevania to their, was oh. done right. I actually so I watched good. Castlevania. Some people don't like it though. How can you not I like watched, it? I liked it. Like it, what it was. What do you not like about it? No, it. I liked it. I said I liked it. Aggression. Aggression, CJ. What do they say? Do you know what their criticisms are? You never asked. Um, some people were just like, it's it was dull compared to the to the game. It doesn't fully embody the game. I thought it was really well done. Like Devil May Cry Baby was bad. Like, Devil May Cry Baby was really bad. Really I haven't seen bad. it. I feel like it was. I feel like it was a, it had a really big budget for some reason. Yeah, it was such a bitch ass show. Like, like I watched. It. <laughs> what does that mean? Please elaborate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, like, yeah, yeah. Please elaborate on what's a bitch ass show means. Not elaborating. It just was. It was just. Uh, it literally was just like a game that was made into like a movie. Whereas, like, I thought Castlevania was like they took the game and created a show. Mm. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. I have a question. What's up? No. Oh, I heard about that. Oh, man. I think that we should all watch it together. Right now? <laughs> In the middle of the podcast. Right? The fuck? It's, like, so funny. What is it? I think you should leave oh, with Tim Robertson. Sketch, sketch comedy. That one? Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, this dude making, like, normal everyday situations, like, what, what's oh, I'm it gonna about, watch though? this. I like these synopses. As like beyond awkward. Let's see the synopsis. It says. Like, like, let me, let me, let me, let me run through one for you. Like, okay. All right. Dude, the like the main guy in the show, he's dressed in a hot dog costume and drives his hot dog car into like a clothing store. I've seen it before. And then just like starts to play it off as like, whose hot dog car is this? We should like. Whoever. That sounds very Eric Andre like. It's very Eric Andre, but like Eric Andre, if the energy was turned way down huh. until like the moment of impact, instead of it being like, you know how Eric Andre is like on for ninety five and then off for five when he delivers his like punchline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he's so del- fucking insane, and then he'll be like, "It's okay, I had a vision I didn't see you see." Like. Yeah, his punchline is that he has no punchline. Yeah, or that, like, his punchline is just, like, him slurping, like... Yeah, exactly. The the one where he has Jack Black, and then, like, a bird just shits on Jack Black, and Jack Black, like, stands up, and then it just goes bird up, and that is the punchline. Yeah. That is the punchline. It's like, uh, it's like, have you seen the the I Am A Car band, like, skit? What? Yeah. what? Yeah, that's like he like starts beating his car up, and yeah. he, and then it's like it's like oh, some teenagers beat up my car, and then he like starts beating up some more, and he was like, dude, what are you doing? And then he gets gets gasoline, be like, I am a car, and then he drinks, and that's a punchline. Yeah. What? Exactly. Yeah, I, I it's 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 the peak of uh, modern day absurd absurdism. He's so. also the cop car, but no sense. pants on. That also makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What who was I think Walk of Flock of Flame was on his show and then he just like got naked. Oh, I mean, Eric Andre? Walk no, of Flock he of was. Flame. No, Eric Andre. Oh, say damn, that's not a character. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Flock of um, he just got like fully nude. We need ad libs for this podcast. Yeah, like... <laughs> we need ad libs. All right, so 
Have you guys seen the, um, just going back on topic, the, like, uh, there's been a lot of, like, reimaginings from, like, comic books, or, like, uh, just, like, old shows, like, uh, have you guys seen Umbrella Academy? Yeah. yeah. No. I have. Wasn't you guys interested. Like it? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was, but I definitely was like, ooh, I can, like, absorb that, like, I need to, like, calm down a little bit. But, but, is incest bad? That, I feel like Game of Thrones That is it? That, that's is that's incest all you thought about that bad. show? Incest is bad. <laughs> incest <laughs> is bad. Incest is, that's is your, that's your bad in our critical social review. constant social society. <laughs> CJ has a crush on his sister, and we're not gonna talk about it. I have a sister. Krista, this is for you. No, I'm saying like we got Game of Thrones. You got Arrested Development with that whole like. Um, you got Big Michael Mouth. Sarah and maybe you got, you got Big, Big Mouth. Big Mouth doing incest. We as a society have accepted incest. I think apparently. white people are trying to why, make incest. Why did we stop talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I have to concur with my on this one. No, they're really like trying with the incest. I mean, I understand Game of Thrones incest because back then back everyone then, it's a was medieval, like medieval people. motherfuckers. You keep the like, bloodline like, like pure. pure. Do you guys watch It's Always Sunny with the McBoyles? Yes. That's what I was thinking. You look like a McBoyle. I'm a McBoyle. It's so I don't know why. Where is this coming style. from? Why is this so normalized in the media? I don't no, fucking. You decided one time that you want. <laughs> Michael's dad watches this hero. <laughs> My dad doesn't actually watch this. I am sweating right now. No, okay, but like, I feel okay, like Arrested Development, I'm right? I'm bleeping that out so my dad doesn't have to hear. I, I'm sorry, Dad. We love you. <laughs> All right. Um, he, no. he will absolutely listen to this. So, with okay, back on like fucking your cousins. So, like, <laughs> back on. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, but nah, yeah, like I think Arrested Development did it because it's just like funny, I guess, because that whole family is just so offbeat mm-hmm. and wrong. Um, and like Game of Thrones, it makes sense because like that's what you used to do. Well, I, I think didn't. It, I think it has more to do with like just like it's it's an obsession with the the sexually taboo. Yeah, like when it like remember that the first episode of the new season of uh, Black Mirror, mm-hmm. like that. No. I think that also kind of wraps oh, into it, game. like that, like. The sexually don't taboo. Don't you want to fuck your friends? I was like, don't you want to fuck curious? your friends What'd in, like, Street Fighter or something like that? It's, like, really fucked up, but it's, like, it it's, at the same time, it's, like, thought-provoking. It's probably crossed, like, someone's mind. <laughs> it, it, like, to fuck somebody in Street Fighter? Probably. Probably. That's interesting, I mean. But Street Fighter, are you like, playing? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, Street Fighter is a sexualized game. Chun-Li. Do you know how much, like, first of all, the dudes are fucking ripped, and then if they're, like, women, their body proportions are Yo, just Chun-Li, so unnatural. Yo, Chun-Li is ripped. Yes. Chun-Li has those fucking thunder thighs. She really <laughs> does. That's our moveset. Um, you want to yeah, chime in on this, Hero? I don't really have a whole lot to say. Yo, you know, there's an arcade where you can play all I don't have a lot to say on, on Street Fighter this. either. Yeah, Street Fighter's not really my grind. I love Street Fighter. There's an arcade in the Bywater where you can play um all the games ever, like even Atari games. Really? Like, for $5. We gotta promote them. Netflix trying to break Horror. Haunting of Hill House type joint? Yeah, like Let me check. Before I wake. Castlevania. <laughs> yeah, that's Castlevania is a little, a, little, a little dark. Bro, listen, it's more of a thriller than anything. I wish it was darker. They, they apparently have a show called Let It Snow with the guy from Spider-Man. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of Film for Thought. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Film for Thought. And uh, I'd like to give a thank you to uh, our artist, uh, Sergio Diaz. Uh, you can follow him at in Instagram at the Slurpy Art Portfolio and to uh, our composer who makes our lovely metal- melody. Um, you can follow him at, at Samuel Beal. Dot, at Samuel Beal. And I'd like to give a uh, special thanks to our producer, Monica Vega, and uh, our new sound mixer, um, DJ. Well... Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. See you guys next time.